Lock on. Lock on. Lock 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 on. Lock 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 on. Lock lock on Cowboys. Lock on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Uh, not much. Getting close to Turkey Day, so trying to make final plans for that, trying to finish up. Everyone tries to, and I'm sure this is a phenomenon that exists across multiple uh, uh, you know, jobs or whatever. Everyone tries to get a whole week's worth of work done, yeah. done in three days. It's, it's impossible. It's, it's, it's the impossible. work of the year. It's crazy. It's, it's usually near the end of the year, and it doesn't really matter what you know job you're in. It's it's a kind of, it can be kind of a busy time of year. So, but everyone always is like, oh yeah, it's fine. There's only three days this week. We can still get five days uh, yeah. of work in, and and it's, so it's been a wild week for everyone, I imagine. So, uh, everyone take a breath and enjoy yourself on Thursday. Yeah, especially if you're in the football world, because you know for oh, us we geez. had a game on yeah. Sunday. We then we've got to review the the Sunday game against the Patriots, and now we're starting to get ready for the game against Buffalo, uh, and, and everything that's coming up. So. Uh, let's go ahead and get to your guys' Twitter questions. We have a lot of them today, uh, and let's jump in. This first one comes from Vince Landon, and it's directed to you. Oh, I'd great. Lo- <laughs> I'd love to hear the eternal optimist Landon defend Jason Garrett's words and actions of his recent pressers, from no accountability to his analytic answers that make a Cowboys fan cringe. Can we just speak on the atmosphere with these Garrett questions and answers? Well, first of all, I, I don't really have any interest in talking about the way Garrett handles the media because I just that it to doesn't me, matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. And, and 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 frankly, I think you know it's it's a it's he he's trying to have a neutralizing effect on the media, and that 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 argument that you know the idea of, of having no accountability that's come on. Uh, yeah, I have a that's, lot of problems with that's with BS, Jason Garrett, man. but. Like, the, yeah. the media stuff I don't really care about. We've yeah. we've just gotten used to. You're not going to get anything from him from the press yeah. conference. Yeah. Now, part. if you want to have a conversation about the individual things inside this conversation, inside of this tweet, we can. We can have a conversation about um, the analytics answers that he's over the week because I, I feel like a lot of people want to talk about that. And 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 you know, you and I mentioned this before we came on. I, I mean, I think this is a lot more of a nuanced conversation than people yes. are having on Twitter. Yeah, Vin, actually, Vince's next question is, does it ultimately frustrate you guys from the top down that they truly don't believe in analytics? I think That's this is a good con- – well, I think this is a good conversation to have because I do I, – I, I think I agree with you. It's not that they don't believe in analytics, but there's certain times when they do tend to ignore them. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I think, first of all, they are heavily invested in analytics in certain aspects of, of you know, football. Like I would uh, say, team building. Yes, and 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 I think it's th- their adherence to analytics has been a major part of a lot of their success. So sure. let's not paint with such a broad brush like that. In game analytics, uh, you know, look the, the 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 goal here is not to. I was disappointed by some of the comments that were made by Jerry and by Jason 
um, as well. But I think for some different reasons, you know, like I think the idea of not deferring to the analytics on in-game decisions is reasonable, but not using it as a tool, that's problematic to me. I certainly, I certainly am not upset with the individual situation that happened in game on fourth and seven. Because right. I, th- I, I think it's I important think, we separate those two. Right? Yeah, because because the thing is, is that, uh, and, and this is actually well, I think they should be separate. But I also think that it's a good example of. I, I mean, it's not a good example because it didn't end up working for other reasons. But I think it's it's an it's an example of there being exceptions to the rule. Now, you can't always coach that way. You know, mm-hmm. you can't always assume that every <laughs> everything you see uh, is, the, every, exception. is yep. the exception. You have to understand that there are, you know, a, a lot of, of, of averages. And, and if you're in a, a very typical situation uh, in kind of a neutral situa- game script in a, in, a, in a dome controlled environment, you know, like I think that using the, the analytics is, is valuable because it just takes – a lot of the indecision out of it, out of it, and, and it and it kind of you know homogenizes the decision process. But I, I think if you're looking at a situation where there are a lot of out of the normal variables like the the crazy wind, the weather that was happening, uh, you know, I, I think you know, the the different specific aspects of feeling good about where your defense was. I think that there is value in knowing, and I think one of the honestly one of the strengths that of Jason Garrett. As a coach, and I know it's hard to talk about strengths of Jason Garrett at this point because everyone does, everyone wants to kill him. But I think one of the values that he provides to his teams is that he understands his teams well, and he understands what he wants out of his teams. And I think that that is, you know, when you understand your team, I think you understand what they're capable of. I thought they were capable of winning the pathway that I think JG uh, envisioned, which was making the stop on defense and then taking the ball down and scoring uh, and trying to you know do it in a last-minute nature so you don't leave Tom Brady any time left. Unfortunately, uh, you know, the the refs kind of it, it, it stepped in there at, at, at the game and it disallowed that, but I don't think that the plan was necessarily unsound of that. So the larger question, the larger part of this being, I, I think that there is... I don't disagree with Jason Garrett that you shouldn't just defer necessarily to analytics, that, that there is something about knowing your teams, knowing the situation and, and, and like that. But I do think it is problematic in general to kind of have a just a complete disregard for it, even as a as a tool to use in game. No, 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 absolutely not. No.
let's let's parse that a little bit though because i do feel like there has been some changes made by jason garrett and some give and some and some i do think that what you're describing jason garrett has done i think what we're what the debate is over is how far how much he's moved off the spot because i do think that there has been some changes in the way they're doing, including the things that you're mentioning, like the analytics into the game planning and, and you know, a- allowing a, a younger offensive coordinator like Kellen Moore to come in here and kind of rework the, the whole offense. I think that there has been some concessions by Jason Garrett this season. Now, what I think is very debatable is how much of the concession has been made and if it was enough to save his job. Like, I, I think these are all completely legit. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, the the you know the, the kind of the step the, the kind of thing that was made the promise not promise but the, the thought process last year when we when Jason came back was look this team needs to take another step and in order to do that you need to step out of your comfort zone in order to kind of get there and that was the hope is that you know okay look we're getting Kellen Moore and you know we're gonna get kind of a different offense we're gonna step out of that kind of comfort zone to. to to take the next step to do things that we haven't done before. And, and I think that, the, you know, there was a step taken out. There was a, there was a step out of the comfort zone. I, I think that happened. I, I just think it, it hasn't happened maybe as far or as much out of the comfort zone as, as needed to actually get this team to that next level. All right. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. No. No. No, because I just don't. I. I. I mean, I don't want a defensive head coach. Like you know. Yeah. Like I. I. I have an issue with that, and I'm. I have a fear that that may end up being the case. I. And I have nothing against Chris Richard, and I think he will be. As good as a defensive head coach can be, uh, but I also think you rob yourself an opportunity to bring in a, a, a especially since I don't really know what's going to happen with Kellen Moore. I think you rob yourself uh, a, an opportunity to have a elite offensive mind by not making your head coach that elite offensive mind. Yes. No, I, I just don't think it's. I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's necessarily a good idea, uh, as as good idea, idea as everyone thinks it is. I, it, it's not that it can't be a good idea. It's not that he can't do it. I just think that that's yeah. That's a really big risk. You know, that's a really big risk. And I don't think that this. I have concerns that this fan base uh, is not going to be patient enough with with some of some something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I think there's a couple other guys like that that I feel like uh, 
you know, I, that could be good. I mean, you know, I, I would even like to be the ultimate one of those guys and, and maybe people think I'm crazy, but I, Gary Patterson, you know, like, I, I mean, again, like I think he's the perfect defensive coordinator for th- this era of football. You know, like I think he understands covering modern defenses, uh, offenses better than as, as the most defensive co- coaches. And, and I, I just don't, I mean, it's not about, it's not about the quality. It's about the fact that I think you're robbing yourself an opportunity to upgrade the the philosophy at the most important side of the ball at this point in the NFL, which is the offense. No. That one's really intriguing. Maybe. Mm. No. I, I'm not a big Urban Meyer fan, so I'm, that's an easy no for me. I, I you know, I, why? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not theoretically opposed to Dave Tom. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I am assuming that you have something here, so 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 lay it out. No, like I mean, yes, yeah, better than zero, maybe. But but it's like it, it, it could it could be better than zero and still less than one <laughs> percent. Well, <laughs> you bring it, bring in the heat. Yeah, I mean, no, would you? That's nice. Good, good, good for you. <laughs> let, 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 let me let me let me sit on it for the day. Yeah, and uh, by the way, yeah, that that's another thing. It's, it's so funny that like uh, everyone would take Bill Belichick over Jason Garrett, but let's definitely. Burn him at the stake for losing at four points in in Boston against a, a a coaching staff that we all knew was better. So let's just bring that up. Let's just bring that up. But okay.
This is why you guys don't understand Bill Belichick is because you keep asking this or that, and the answer is both. The answer is that the defense is designed to work with the weather of the stadium, forcing you to have to throw the ball down the field into notorious New England wins in November. Uh, I mean, this is one of the reasons that this team is won 21 straight games at home. Bill Belichick understands all aspects of football, not just the X's and O's. Like, he, he takes in all the factors and, and calculates it all together. And, you know, he knows the, the advantages. Look, this is a guy who is filming practices and, you know, like, is getting his, his – getting his yeah, exactly, and getting his quarterback to – uh, decrease the the air in the in the football. So I mean, this is a, allegedly. I'm sure this is a this is a guy who, who understands the, what details do to the larger picture. So this is not an, an either or situation. The defense was designed to make you force your force your way against the elements and the defense uh, in order to to score. Can we can we also talk about people that were blaming what why are you blaming the coaches for Dak not wearing a glove? I I saw somebody tweet about it that that that, that, that like what what that's terrible coaching that it took Dak a, f- a full quarter to put the glove on. I'm like Dak what Dak's the one wearing the gloves. Like That that probably feels like that should be the quarterback's job. I don't know. I, I mean, I I love Dak Prescott. He was the MVP of that game, despite the fact that they lost. And uh, I, I I mean, come on, guys. Like, wh- whether or not you're wearing gloves, that's your job. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like he didn't he didn't coach him. He, he didn't coach him about you know tying his shoes tight. You know, like it's. Uniform is your your part, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean I haven't watched the 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 end zone tape yet, but I mean, I, I think he it looked like he kind of had a couple of blown assignments, maybe or at least one blown assignment, um, and then I you know they got a, a tripping call, which I mean the NFL came out and pretty clearly stated that the only ones who were tripping in that game were the refs, uh, so I yeah no I mean I think he, he generally. Uh, you know, probably didn't have a great game, but I, you know, I think it was, uh, I think overall he's, yeah, he has improved throughout the year. I, th- I think there's very little doubt of that. Um, I, but I also, you know, it's, it's been a process that, to be sure it hasn't, you know, he, he is not all the way back to what he was before, but I think, I think it's reasonable to expect that he probably will be by the time we get, uh, to next season. I mean, because I think he's just kind of on that on that slope. I think he's just moving his way from, 
good starter to back to all pro. No. Hmm. You would think. Yeah, and, and again, like, this is with all context stripped away, too. So, I mean, like, you know, really, uh, 30 yards of penalties may, may not sound like very much, or 20 yards, or seven, I mean, 70 yards being a lot may not sound a lot, but, I mean, if one of those 10-yard penalties, just one of those, is a third and 10 conversion that, you know, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, or, a, you know, I mean, like, that's, those those things are huge in game and, and Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It, it, can we talk about that real quick? Because here's 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 a, 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 we're running out of time, but I I really feel like a lot of the phenomenon. And look, I, I'm frustrated with Garrett. I'm I I you know I've obviously been an apologist for him for a long time. I'm not standing in the way of him being let go at the end of this year. I totally get it. And, and but I will say that I feel like a large percentage of this anger that's on Twitter whatever is misdirected anger at the fact that no one can do anything about the refereeing situation and that it's beyond problematic because 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 the the, the problem is it, it it talks to the court first of all no one can do anything about it they have very little influence over it second of all it speaks to the 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 level of fairness in the game which speaks to the credibility of of the sport 
and 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 that's something that no one really wants to discuss because it, it's uncomfortable when they think about the lack of fairness and something that one of the whole reasons that they're there to, is to watch a fair game. But I I, I mean I it's hard it, I can't ignore it anymore. That's that's the problem that I've reached now is that it's gotten to the point where when this stuff happens, when two tripping calls get called in the same game for the first time in a decade and the last time, as you mentioned. That two, two, two tripping calls were called in a game was against the Cowboys in 2009. Like, that's hard to look past. It's hard to look past the Green Bay games where you're watching the offensive line, you know, basically do the mirror image of what the Seattle defensive backs used to do and basically just break the rules every single play and know that they aren't going to get called for it. I know, so I won't guess, but you you tell everybody because I know that you're excited. Yeah. 